Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text chosen for our meditation this evening comes from the book of Matthew, the second chapter, which tells the story of the Magi. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, dear Christian friends, one bright spring day, four high school boys just couldn't resist the temptation to skip the morning classes. And after lunch, they showed up at school and reported in to the principal that they, they had a flat tire. Much to their relief, the principal smiled. He says, go to your teacher because there's a quiz this morning that you have to take. And so they did. Still smiling, she waited as they settled down and got ready for their questions. And then she said, first question, which tire was flat? Wisdom. That teacher had it. She was able to outsmart those wise guys in her, in her class. Today, our, our text focuses on the visit of the magi, or wise men, who were men of great wisdom. King Herod tried to outsmart them with the Lord's help. They were not tricked. And so this festival of Epiphany celebrates the manifestation, the first revealing of Christ revealed our Lord in his glory, even as an infant. And we'll see as we put ourselves in the place of the wise men or of Herod. Let's ask ourselves, are you a wise man or are you a wise guy? At one time in my life, I had to say, you know, each of us probably was known as a smart aleck or a wise guy. On more than one occasion, I can remember my family or my friends using that description on me. Maybe you've been labeled one of that occasionally too. But in our text, the wise guy is Herod. He thinks he can outsmart the Magi with his cunning schemes and desires. He certainly was troubled and he was disturbed at hearing the news of Jesus' birth. You see, Herod feared that he would be dethroned and a new king installed. His power was in jeopardy. To succeed with this trickery, Herod needed the help of the Magi. And as we take a look at, at our text, it says, Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go, make a careful search for that child. And as soon as you find him, report back to me so that I, too, may go and worship him. Herod's reaction is typical, isn't it? If I'm threatened, I'll devise a plan to destroy the enemy, 
to get him or her out of the way. Herod was a, if you know anything about it, Herod was a ruthless king. He murdered several of his own family members, including his wife, sons, and in-laws. Herod learned that what he wanted to know without raising the suspicions of the Magi. In fact, he pretended the same religious interest in this king as that which inaminated them. Herod clothed his evil designs under the appearance of religion. He was a wise guy. I see a little bit of that in each one of us in Herod. Not that we want to kill Jesus, but that we do feign adoration and praise. We tease Jesus. Maybe we tease Jesus with our inconsistent worship or whatever it's convenient to study God's word. Or we're acting like a wise guy, calling ourselves Christians but behaving differently at home, at work, at school. When people think of you, do they automatically associate you with being a Christian? I saw some time ago a Peanuts comic strip that can illustrate how we may be a wise guy in our attitude towards Jesus. And in that comic strip, Linus and Lucy are talking. And Lucy asks, are you going to Sunday school tomorrow? I guess so, why? Linus replies. Well, Lucy responds, the teacher wanted to know why you weren't there last Sunday. And Linus, holding up his Bible, said coolly, The the zipper got stuck on my Bible. This is the attitude of many Christians. If it isn't the zipper stuck on your Bible, maybe it's too cold or too rainy to get out of bed. Or they won't really miss me at church this morning. We often play that wise guy game. God really won't care if I don't worship After all, you know, it's just only one Sunday. We try to pull over the wool over God's eyes. We try to outsmart him. We do this away from church also. We let that sin or that cloud of sin, our judgment, in our everyday walk, convincing ourselves that God won't mind if we do this or do that. Are you a wise guy? We see that wise guy in Herod, but our text gives us an example of another group, the wise men. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, And they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened up their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you see the difference? The wise men came to this poor household and it treats it like the grandest of all palaces. They honor the child as the most glorious king. This was no mere baby. 
This was the king of kings. This was the promised Messiah. They came to worship him and to shower him with gifts. And in the same way, Jesus showers us with his grace when we were brought to the baptismal font. This is our gift. In Bethlehem and Calvary, we have the same story. In Jesus, birth and death are the instruments of God's love. Jesus came not just to live, but to live and to die so that you and I could live forever. I don't know if you heard this fable or not that makes the point. A pig and a hen walk past the church bulletin board. And in that bulletin board, it says, a ham and egg breakfast. And the hen remarked how nice that project was. And the pig reacted, it's easy for you to say, for it's only a donation to you. For me, it's a total sacrifice. You see, a sacrifice is total, it's costly. And yet Jesus came to die as a sacrifice. He came, he was that spotless son of God, that lamb of God who shed his blood, who gave up his life. And we receive his sacramental body and blood when we come to Holy Communion. That sacrifice costs the father his only son. This young child the wise men worshiped would be sacrificed for us, the most costly sacrifice ever offered. You see, Jesus sacrificed himself in, in, in payment for you and for me, our wise guy attitude. And as we continue in this new calendar year, we sincerely resolve to leave behind those bad habits, the unchristian behavior, the sinful animosities and our Herod-like actions being truly sorry for the mistakes of the past, we look for that sin-atoning Christ for forgiveness. And we implore the help of his spirit to depart from evil and to be wise. And our text then concludes by saving, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. Would we all agree that the wise men or the Magi were wise in taking a different route. But it was, but was it their idea that led them that way? No. It was God's wisdom that led them. God communicated with them in a dream, and they were wise because of God's gracious favor. Epiphany isn't about revealing the wise men, how wise they were, is it? The fact is that they remembered the wise or the foolish solely because of one God revealed to them the worship is the all-knowing and all-wise and all-redeeming Savior. And seeing Christ through their wise eyes is simply seeing Christ. A missionary, J. Hudson Taylor, once said, I used to ask God if he would come and help me. And then if I could come and help him, and finally, I asked God to do his own work through me. 
We ask the Son for the wisdom to have his work done through us. And we ask the Holy Spirit to guide our ways, to be wise, to lead that Christian life so others, through the guided actions, will be drawn to their Savior. We are wise in knowing that the Savior is always with us. One small child said, I know Jesus is with me. He's the one who opens the doors at the supermarket. We are wise in sharing the faith of a child. We are wise in trusting in the Christ child to the gift with his blessings. We are wise in knowing that God has secured our eternal future with him. And knowing Christ, trusting Christ, and acting out our Christian faith, we are wise men. We are wise women. We are wise young people and not wise guys. Amen.